welcome guys uh, to the Doppler Effect. Today we're very excited to have uh, Radhika and Leah join uh, Hamza and myself to talk about uh, mental health, which is a topic that I think we both thought it was going to be very relevant to bring to the table. So we really appreciate you guys coming forward and coming here to share with us. Excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so why didn't you guys uh, just say a little bit about yourselves and then we can get right into it. Totally. So um, I guess I'll go first. I'm Leah Chernoff. I'm a 2Y uh, second year, like all of us here. And I am on the side, in addition to all of the Kellogg stuff I do, I volunteer for a crisis hotline. Uh, and I got really interested in that when I had a lot of mental health situations that came up in my family, both with my siblings and myself in terms of anxiety, depression, things like that. And so in learning a lot about that myself, I realized that it's really valuable information and it really applies to everyone. And so I've sought out opportunities either through the crisis hotline or just through being open about this with people at school to kind of create a conversation about it so that it's not as stigmatized because I think that's one of the biggest issues with people not sort of sorting out mental health concerns is that people don't want to talk about it. So I've sort of thrown myself on the sword a little bit to try to set an example for other people to do the same. I'm Radhika. I'm originally from the Bay Area and grew up there, went to college there, worked in San Francisco for several years before coming to Kellogg. For me, really, it was like a slow process to realize like why mental health was so important to me. Like many people here, I would grew up being really like naturally good at a lot of things and got a lot of praise and was told that, you know, I'm super smart, really talented, but just kind of doubted myself and had a lot of imposter syndrome despite all the praise that I was getting. With that like need to feel kind of like a perfectionist, I became more self-critical of myself if I wasn't good at something. And so I think over time that sort of spiraled and I felt like I was being especially self-critical. That's when I started seeing a therapist and felt like it was the best decision I had ever made. I'm, and, and both of you touched upon this in terms of stigma, You like in terms of the steps you've taken in the KSA Mental Health Committee, but what is it about mental health within the context of Kellogg that is so important and maybe under-discussed that should be addressed? Yeah, I think that the term insecure overachievers can be thrown around as sometimes a joke about what everyone here is like, but I think there's a lot of truth to that in a kind of sinister way. So we all are overachieving and that we've gone places in our careers. We've gotten to Kellogg, one of the best business schools in the world. We've all achieved something in terms of on paper and in general, I feel like people are very accomplished in a lot of ways, but there's this sense of more and more and more, like it's never enough. I'm still, I'm still not enough, this whole imposter syndrome idea. And I, people at Kellogg are the exact kind of people that could really benefit from having a therapist or just talking more openly about not having it all together. And we're the exact kind of people that don't want to admit quote unquote failure. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. I also feel like mental health is sometimes associated primarily with mental illness, especially for those that aren't, have not talked about it as much. They tend to associate those terms very closely, which I think mental illness is a huge component of it and a very important one. But I kind of view mental health challenges as a broader umbrella that includes things like imposter syndrome, loneliness, like feeling like you're, you don't belong, questioning yourself, self-doubt, self-criticism. And again, that's a recipe for a business school student because you're put in this environment where you yourself were a super high achiever 
in the environment that you came from and then you're dropped into a new city for many a new country with a bunch of other high achievers and although you came here with a goal in mind for many it's i want to improve upon areas where i'm not as strong when you see all of these other strong people around you you i feel like people tend to not want to show those weaknesses anymore it's it's like a struggle between oh i wanted to work on these things but i also don't want to show people that i'm weak in these areas isn't the purpose of getting into these places a place that you should be comfortable showing those weaknesses and because i have that weakness maybe it's your strength we should be helping each other out to cover that weakness but instead we we don't want to show that weakness and we don't talk about those weaknesses some people do it really well i've worked with a lot of kellogg students that are very good at saying hey this is an area where i'm not strong and i'd love to learn so i'm not going to be the team member that contributes the most in terms of driving this forward but i'll always come prepared like i'll always do the reading spend the extra time trying but i may not be able to get as far in like one hour of preparation as you would you know, XYZ background already. So some people do it well, but I, I feel like many do struggle with it. Push on the part of acknowledging and like being aware of mental health. Because I think you acknowledge the concept of mental health, but then on a day-to-day -day basis, you need to like remind yourself that you have this very comp complicated mind that's governed by many things, by chemicals, by stimuli, by pressure, by peers, by so many things that are getting into the brain. I just being constantly aware when you're doing certain activities, like taking that extra five seconds to reflect, like noticing, for example, that someone shared a, uh, a weakness or showing, acknowledging or recognizing that you felt uncomfortable in that situation. And how does, like, how did that affect your overall mental health at that point? Uh, but I just, I think we're so rushed in these 30 minutes time blocks that it's 30 minutes and then The meeting is over and then the next meeting comes up. And so you never have like this, we never, I don't think I take the time. Well, I think because, I mean, so mental health, right, it's part of your brain. And so it is this sort of undercurrent through everything. And so if you're not having a good mental health day, it could be that like every single thing you do feels like shit the entire day. And sometimes you recognize it as like, that's the head state I'm in today. And sometimes you're just like, wow, this day is not going my way. I think that not to give like a hard press for therapy, but I'm going to mention this again. I think that having a space where you have an objective person that can push you on your own understanding of yourself and the way you think about things and your biases and your expectations and why sometimes your expectations aren't reality. When you become more aware of your unique worldview as it compares to other people's, it makes you both more attuned to and more sympathetic towards other people's. There's an element of being able to ask other people in a sort of open, open-ended, not pressury way. Yeah. And do you feel that people are necessarily, do they know what they want when they ask, when you ask that question? Like, do you want to vent? Because, because I, I'm aware of when most of my friends talk to me or, and are venting, like 90% of the time it's venting, but I know that through knowing them for so many years, but so often, including myself, like if, if someone is expressing these, these negative thoughts and like, putting out this negative energy, it's they themselves aren't aware of what they want out of that, whether it's the event or whether they want advice. So how do you broach that topic with someone who might not have either the, the reps in terms of having gone to therapy or the self-awareness of what they want? How would you broach that with someone without seeming presumptuous, without making it seem like 
there's a problem when they themselves might not believe that there's a problem. That's a really good point. And that is, I think, one of the cases across a spectrum of possibilities, right? We have friends that are struggling, don't know how to ask for help, but want help. There are other loved ones that we may have that may not have recognized that they themselves are in a situation where they need and want help. And there's a spectrum of cases. I think a lot of it boils down to patience on the side of people that are supporting loved ones that are going through things, and whether it's friends at Kellogg or family or, or others. There are going to be a lot of times when the person that you might see is struggling doesn't know what they want and will say, I don't know. I think that's okay. I will not try to push them in any direction after that. I will maybe ask them for permission, like, do you want me to think of a few things or would that be helpful? And if it's, if I kind of get a no or if that doesn't sound helpful, I'll divert to something that, I'll, I'll take it as a sign that maybe the person would want to divert to something else or would maybe want me to just sit with them and that's okay too. So I kind of, that's an exercise of patience for me because I have the tendency to want to solve the person's problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like, I mean, I think that's like the business school, like type A mentality in general, but I really want to fix the person's problem. But that's been a huge push for me when I think about how to support others is how to be patient and understanding of like that person needs their own time to figure out like what it is they want. Yeah. And, and to build on that, I think a helpful framework is to think about it as listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond. I think that we're in a very problem solving mentality and are often good at doing that. And I think it's much harder when it's not a pure business problem, when it's something that's like someone it's something that's so personal to someone, whether it's they're frustrated with a friend of theirs or they don't know what they want to do for their job. Like I think if you listen and try to understand what's at the root of what they're talking about, it leads you to a better sort of response and a more like respectful way of asking them what they need. In terms of a really tactical response to the question you were asking, I would frame it as like, I want to be as helpful as I can to you. Like this sounds really hard and I'm sorry, like you're going through this. Would it be helpful for me to give you advice or do you want to just talk this out? Either is totally fine with me. Making sure that it's not, well, if they say no, you're like, cool, I'm going to peace out now because I want to give you advice <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to just sit here. Like you want to be genuinely open to it. And then if they say, you know what, I actually don't know. You can say, that's okay. Let's just keep talking about it. You kind of mentioned, like, how do we incorporate it into our day to day? And an example of a tool that has been helpful to me, and I've been seeing what's called like a cognitive behavioral therapist, which involves thinking about how, how does your like brain think about things? And people tend to assume the thoughts that they have are true. And it's a way to challenge like, wait, why, why do you think that's true? For example, I may be interviewed for a job at this company and I didn't get it. Therefore, I'm unqualified and I'm, you know, I suck. <laughs> That's where my brain goes. Like, oh, I wasn't good enough. My brain automatically assumed that. So the framework that they provide is how do you challenge that thought? What's the data that proves that you suck? Just mm -hmm. because this you didn't get the job couldn't, couldn't have been due to any several factors other than you suck. Give me the data that actually proves it. One thing that I did for a while was it's called TLC. It's like every day write something you're thankful for, something you learned, and someone you connected with. And that allowed me to reflect on like the one-on-ones that I had, classes that I had that day, or um, just the connections I made and just like write something down. So I didn't go by 
an entire year of business school without like reflecting on those things. And maybe not only joy, like sometimes I feel like there are days that I I'm happy all day. And I was like, I never felt any other feeling today. And there are moments where feeling angry is also good. Like you, you want variety. You explore, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, ex, you explore being angry. You, and when you're angry, you, you get to know your, your state of mind, your energy when you're angry, then you feel sad. And it's not necessarily like run away from feeling sad. I sometimes it's like, okay, I'm sad now two hours or like this afternoon. I feel sad. Why am I sad? Uh, should I do something about it right now? Should I just melt down in my couch and be sad or should I write down something? I just think that they, we should take a step back and understand why am I feeling that. I'm curious, some of us may have come from mental health, I don't know what the term is, mental health positive families, backgrounds that are aware of the importance of, that it plays in our lives and in our futures and some of us may not have and that's just the way it is unfortunately. So. For the people who haven't had that, what are ways in which they can start accepting that aspect of their health into their lives and start addressing it? That's a really good question. I think that people, especially from different cultures, different countries, and also just within the same culture, different types of families. I'm very lucky in that my parents, when I came to them in college and was like, I'm not leaving my room and it takes me three hours to get out of bed in the morning. They were like, cool, let's go to a therapist. That's a legitimate concern versus grow up here and get on with your life. Mm -hmm. Like other people have worse problems than you. I think trying to think about it in a way that you would think about physical health is a helpful framing when you're trying to grasp that it's a real problem. So for example, if someone's leg was, or if someone's ankle was broken, you wouldn't be like, cool, go run a marathon. So if I am in a sort of like a bad mental health state, or I'm not in a place where I can actually do my best because I'm really stressed about something or really down. It doesn't make sense to me to go work a 17-hour workday. It just doesn't make sense. But because it's not a tangible thing that you can see, it's very hard for people to take you at face value and saying like, okay, you know yourself well enough to be like, I'm not going to, I can't work today. Okay, you're not going to work today. A common question that I get is, I didn't really have anything to complain about this week. So should I just not go to like should I cancel my therapy for this week or I don't think I need it every week and a I think Northwestern health benefits at least for right now are really amazing to cover therapy it's like $20 per session so I think it's one of the most affordable beneficial things you can do for yourself once a week but also you're literally having dedicating I think about it as like a one hour per week space to just focus on yourself and you can I often talk about things that I'm really proud of myself for in therapy so even if I had a really great week I use it as an opportunity to talk about those things it's a matter of carving out like a sacred space for yourself to focus on yourself because we tend to focus on everything around us when we're at school here it's kind of like going to the gym it's like if you go to the gym and you get a six pack or you get like whatever you're not you aren't going to stop going yes gabrielle if you go to the gym and eventually look like gabrielle yeah. you're not going to stop when you do right you got to maintain yeah. it and you got to keep going this is not, not enough not the exact no i said you're the epitome right, oh, right. Yeah. she is the adonis He's all you're all class <laughs> Yeah, I think there's almost because there is so much of a create your own adventure opportunity. And that's something that people really like about business school in general. And Kellogg is generally pretty, pretty flexible on the paths you can take. There's this sense of opportunity cost where you're like, am I making 
the right choice here? Am I making the right choice there? And there can be so much self-doubt that goes with that. But I think it actually is really calming and comforting to know that other people feel that way too so it's just i mean if you talk about being a brave leader like it actually is more differentiating to be brave in terms of being vulnerable about your weaknesses than to say like oh i'm really good at economics or strategy or managing a team because there are a lot of people who are good at that here but i think the thing that a lot of people are chasing and aren't as good at yet is the kind of stuff you learn in pli or selling yourself in your ideas which is being kind of like putting yourself out on a limb and articulating the way you see things, whether or not it's positive or it's something you're struggling with. And I think that if people push themselves to go there, it will be a more rewarding experience, even though you know that you only took one path of many. Yeah, amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. We really enjoyed hearing your perspectives on this and stories about it. And I think all of us have a beautiful, complicated blob of mush in our head that we need to take care of and that is so integral to how we live our lives so take care of it be good to it we covered some steps that work for people and there are other steps out there that people can employ but yeah it was awesome thank you guys for coming thank you guys Thank you.